This is Isaiah Bryant, and this is my uh, sixth podcast, I believe. I think it's the sixth or seventh. I think it's the sixth, though. Uh, but anyway, today's uh, the pot. Yeah, the case for today is Richard Ramirez, and Richard Ramirez is kind of interesting because uh, he's one of those that the case isn't just going to be one specific incident. You know, that his whole case is going to be multiple accounts of this, multiple charges that are going to be held against him. Unlike cases like Breonna Taylor, where it's one specific incident that um, the topic is about. But anyways, Richard Ramirez was on, uh, he was on trial for 13 counts of murder, 5 attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. So he, uh... He was on trial for a lot of different crimes, and um, so part of, part of his backstory was that he, from a very young age, was abused by his father. Um, his father was actually a police officer, I believe. That would uh, was just he was abusive to Richard, and. Um, uh, Richard actually began to grow very close with a cousin of his who um, had served in Vietnam and would tell his uh, would, would, would tell Ramirez uh, stories about uh, glory uh, or stories about gory murder and rape. Like what I mean is in Vietnam he uh, his cousin would, rape and murder some of the Vietnamese women and it would be it would be brutal and then uh, his co- the cousin of Ramirez would show pictures and just explain stories of it and it's it was just completely awful and not only should he have not have done it of course but him telling Ramirez uh, would then provoke Richard to see those kind of things as normal see that that goriness and that abusiveness as something that is normalized and which of course as we can see by all the um all the charges that are held against Ramirez that of course it affected him as he grew up but he eventually uh moves into the house of his older sister um after he gets away from his dad and his older sister has a husband who uh, is considered to be a peeping Tom. And he would on his, uh, take Ramirez on his little exploits, that he would call them. And that's, you know, another part of Ramirez seeing very, whether it's just criminal, whether it's criminalistic or just morally wrong things as normal. And so... Um, during high school, uh, for Richard, he got a job at a Holiday Inn, and he actually be uh, used his access codes, or his the his passkey access rather, um, to rob some of the sleeping patron uh, patrons patrons. Sorry, I can't say that very correctly. And even at his time there, he attempted to rape a woman in her hotel room. Thankfully, her husband returned. And was able to stop him. However, her husband uh, beat Richard. 
one might say brutally, but uh, there were no charges actually held against Ramirez or the husband because the husband, even though it was can, can be considered excessive, uh, an excessive beating, uh, it was to stop Ramirez for the crime he attempted to commit. And so there were, and the woman and her husband actually left before pressing any charges against Ramirez, so nothing was, uh, he wasn't charged for that, but um, he, and yeah, so nothing was charged against either of the uh, two parties, if you will. But at the age of 22, um, Richard decides then to move to California, which is where he will stay uh, for most of his time. And I believe he mainly is around San Francisco, but I don't think he stays there uh, completely. But in this case, um, some of the ways that he was convicted was he actually left a number of fingerprints at many of his crime scenes. Uh, some of them being latent, some of them being uh, completely visible. And... Uh, once they had him in custody, all they had to do was compare the fingerprints, and all of them were a match. But part of the way he was actually even brought into custody is because uh, of the five attempted murders, some of them are, would testify against him, and there were eyewitness accounts and that sort of thing to where people that he would not, he did not successfully murder were able to... Um, testify or uh, otherwise claim that Richard Ramirez did this crime. And, of course, he was uh, found guilty uh, for, I believe, everything. All of the uh, crime things he was charged with, he was, uh, he was convicted for. And he had something like... 19 life sentences or maybe it maybe it might have been nine life sentences but he had numerous life sentences for the crimes that he committed but he uh died on death row or yeah he had multiple life sentences but he also had the death sentence i believe unless it was he just had multiple death sentences but i think the way it was is he had multiple life sentences and one or more death sentences, but regardless, he was on death row, and that is where he died of tuberculosis, or he died of some illness while waiting to receive the death penalty. Um, I believe this case is uh, famous just because of the, the, the copious amounts of crimes that he, he committed and then was charged with, and just the absurdity that he witnessed growing up, and the and what he forced upon others and just the brutality that he went through and then proceeded to put upon others and just the the essentially the craziness of of the case just how, how brutal everything was and also uh an important thing that i think about the case is the of course use of fingerprint analysis that was used um, he 
was taught by his Vietnamese or his brother or his sorry sorry his he was taught by his cousin who served in Vietnam, um, how to do what he called a stealth takedown or a stealth kill, which is what helped uh, Ramirez to do his burglaring or to it helped him to be able to burglar multiple places. But he was never taught how to hide his fingerprints or that was if it was even necessary, so it resulted in him leaving multiple um, and a large amount of fingerprints at all of his uh all of the scenes of his crimes which of course were then used in court uh to convince a jury to convict him i think that is it for this episode on richard ramirez yeah that is all